is the Under Center Podcast. Hello and welcome to this latest edition of the Under Center Podcast. Of course, Dara Mar, your host here. Delighted to be joined as always by Fionn Malloy. Fionn, how's the body after the weekend? Not too bad, not too bad. We're going to have to be not too bad because we're straight into the next game now against Trinity here. Uh, is is this an away game or a home game? It's hard to tell there because it's the same spot. So I don't really, does it it's, matter? It's basically the Milan derby of the uh, American Football <laughs> Ireland season right now. It's all playing in the in the uh, the San Siro of Trinity Sports Complex this Sunday. <laughs> and, you know, this, this week we're away, but technically at home. And then in a couple of weeks time, we're at home. But technically, it can be, or technically at home, but also away. So, yeah, I think actually we are away this. this okay, summer. yeah, that's what I thought. And then finish up with the home game down the stretch. Yeah, it just means we have to wear the white jerseys for another week. That's all. <laughs> I don't know. Coach likes those white yeah. jerseys. We might end up wearing them both times. Well, one of them got torn to bits on Sunday. Oh, yeah, so that's true. Yeah. <laughs> But um, we are not the only ones to have a short turnaround. The South Dublin Panthers also have a short turnaround this week because they played the Knights last week and now they have Greg Avon this week and on with us to chat about both games and look at the, the Panthers season as a whole. First of all, we're delighted to welcome back Finn Cairns uh, onto the show. Finn, how are you, sir? I'm not too bad now. Thanks for having me again. Getting more comfortable nope. every time I do it. No problem at all. Little disappointed that you didn't give us the call when you were coming back to play in Ireland this season because there was a spot <laughs> on the Pirates available to you. But, um, you know, we'll look you past must have, that. You must have lost the mail, I'm sure. You know, I didn't check my spam account on my emails. I Maybe that's, that's where it's gone yet, Darius. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a trash folder. That must be it. Must yeah. be it. <laughs> and uh, straight from, actually, this is your second show this week on, uh, on Talking <laughs> Balls last night. Um, and then he loved it so much, he thought he'd join another uh, podcast this week. Yeah. Owen Connolly, or you may know him as AFI Redesigned. Owen, how are you, sir? Good, how are you? I am not too bad, not too bad. The uh, the bone, the aching bones are starting to heal, which is good. So I'll be ready in time for Sunday, which Trinity, I'm sure, are not happy to hear about right now. Or maybe my own defensive line aren't happy to hear about. I don't know. We'll find out on Sunday. Um, a, I guess we'll have to give a prior warning before this interview starts. If you hear a random shout or noise, that means on Sheffield Wednesday side have scored or missed a chance. On or Wednesday. Because, yeah, because <laughs> he is multitasking this evening. And we really appreciate you taking time out to speak to us uh, about, about you lads, for sure. Um, we'll start off, actually, with the game just last week. Uh, a, a very uh, good 28-14 to 14 win over the Belfast Knights. Actually, also in the Trinity Sports Grounds, we're going to be playing this Sunday. So before we get into the game, I have to ask, did you leave the pitch in rag order or are we going to get some sort of game now on, on Sunday? Yeah, funny you mentioned that. Uh, we actually didn't play on the... Ye, I'm assuming you play on the, the rugby pitch, is this? The one down the, the yeah. line pitch. Yeah. yeah, yeah. we actually... Because they were worried about it getting waterlogged this weekend. So we actually played on the... The GA pitch, just kind of everyone shooting oh. the one way, which is a weird yeah. experience. But like once you kind of yeah. didn't really pick the, impact the game too much, but uh, it was a bit weird at the beginning getting used to it anyway. So hopefully yeah. the, the pitch is in great condition for you guys. But me and me and Dara refed one of those games in the Vipers against uh, who was it Dara against UL Vikings. And yeah, yeah. it just takes a bit of a, a bit of orientation having to set back up and turn everybody around, but it, it works yeah. pretty smoothly. I don't, I didn't find it too bad. 
honestly, it's probably more of a pain for you being refs that you have to keep track of where the ball is every time and keep yeah. bringing it. But, you know, but sure. yeah, yeah, no, I didn't. It was a pain for me doing the socials, trying to figure out when the first quarter ended so I could put up the post. <laughs> It actually oh, wasn't too bad. The only, the worst part that we were lucky that we had the 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 comms. The I think Steve was the 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 white cap that day, so he had the comms with him, so we were able to talk to each other and say, right, ball on the fourteen, ball on the mm-hmm. after a kickoff or anything like that. The big issue I had, and I think Fionn, I think agrees with me, was their line markings were in red, so it was awful to keep a track of. <laughs> Yeah, pretty difficult. I, pretty difficult. I get the it. thing, you know, the Vipers there in red, they want to do red, try and keep it. I know, but it's no like Antrim Jets pitch marking what they're doing. But yeah, yeah it was tough at times. That could be a learning lesson. You never know. <laughs> they might have agreed. That's 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 it. That's it. Um, but look, listen, yeah, so let's talk about the game in, in, in general because um, ha- it's been a I'm not going to say surprising, but a lot of people had put the, the Panthers down this year, obviously with numbers and, and stories of, you know, coaches leaving and everything like that. Um, and obviously it, it it started with a loss, but I remember I was at that game um, against the Admirals in, their, in your first game and played extremely well in that game. And obviously it was very close right up until the end, until the Admirals sort of pulled away a little bit. Then you go and you beat well, uh, the Minotaurs a couple of weeks later. Um, and then, obviously, um, it was that loss against the, the Rebels, but everybody is losing to the Rebels this season, so it's no um, nothing against the team if you, if you lose that game. And then now this Sunday, last Sunday there, sorry, to make it 2-2. Two and two, How have you felt, uh, Finn, I'll start with you first, how have you felt um, the season has gone overall so far? Um, well, yeah, like, there's, like you said, there's a lot of experts in Ireland who like to... Uh, Paint a narrative that, like, you know, we were going to be terrible coming into this, but like, um, I think even though there's low numbers to Panthers this year, it's actually a very good quality of player, um, that's there and their their base that's still around is still very strong. So, I think everyone who was part of the team knew that there was the, the fundamentals to be a really good football team this year. Um, in terms of performances, I think. I think we're probably at the level where we want to be at at this point in the season. Um, I think every game, bar the Rebels game, we've been getting better, um, consistently kind of improving on the things we're focusing on the week prior. We actually execute them well, then we find that the next thing we need to fix. So I'm actually like fairly happy with how the season's going um, overall. Um, and like we're here to peak. Like every team, if your if your goal is to be really good week one or week two, like. What are you doing? Like your goal should be, you're getting really good Shamrock Bowl week, um, and like that. That's that's the mission that we're on. We're trying to get better every single week so that we peak right coming into a, a playoff push. And as of right now, we're still on schedule. Um, but obviously, there's a few more, few more games to go. Um, but yeah, definitely very happy with the the commitment that the boys have made and the the level of improvement that everyone's making. Um, it's really it's it's makes you feel good about like the rest of the season and what's like left to go. So. Fionn? Sorry, I thought... Do you want to join oh, in there, did you? Yeah. No, I was, I was waiting <laughs> we'll for Owen we'll to, we, oh, yeah. to, to give his thoughts on the season. What, what have you thought so far? <laughs> Me, to give my thoughts. Um, well, I think their cameraman has been probably the star of the show. Um, <laughs> no, but, <laughs> uh, no, no, it's... 
Yeah, exactly what Finn said. The lads have been getting better every single week. I know we had a, an off week against the Rebels, but like even then there were very, very low numbers for that game and everyone who played that game put in absolutely everything they had and more like it, it was it was still a really impressive performance regardless of the score. So yeah, no, I think I think we're we're looking good this season. And Finn, we were we were talking a little bit off air before before we started recording that uh, there was a little bit you guys considered that a little bit of a, a playoff game there uh, Sunday just gone and I guess mm-hmm. you're also suggesting that given that the playoff race and we had talked about obviously the Admirals got off to a very hot start and the Rebels have been very strong this season so it's getting tight there for the last couple of spots in the playoff both yourselves and the Trojans probably in the driving seat at the moment you've got them on the schedule coming up. Is that going to be a big pivotal game for you guys? Is that is that something uh, you guys yeah. have marked on the calendar? I think 100%. Um, obviously, we have to like for right now, we're just thinking about Craigavon. You know, it's like it's the next game. Uh, that's the important one. But like, yeah, look, if you're if you have any sort of brain, you can clearly see that like for both us and Belfast, that game uh, up in like, Harlequins or FC or whatever it's going to be. Is a uh, is going to be a, is like essentially a quarterfinal, um, because the winner is going to go to the that is going to take that fourth place, uh, spot, no matter how you cut it. Uh, like we can, I was just saying to you, is like that we, we could beat Craig Evan, we could beat UCD, uh, and we could beat Cork. And if we lose to you, if we lose to the Trojans, we won't make the playoffs. So like, as long as we take care of business this weekend, um, that you that Trojans game is like essentially a quarterfinal for us, and it is for them too. So. Uh, that head-to-head and that tiebreaker is going to be key for for the season for whichever team can can pull it out in the end. Yeah, and and just looking here at the standings, obviously for for anyone who's not aware that both teams are on four points, and I think something that that's going to come into it as well is the point differential at the moment. Obviously, Belfast have a, a plus three differential with yourselves with the minus forty six. Obviously, mostly just down. That to doesn't the, matter though, does it? To, I, I does it or is it head to head? It's head to head. It's first. Difference. No, it's points difference. It it's a bizarre system. They don't they don't take into account head to head or win percentage. So a team with two losses and three wins, but a better points difference is considered better than a team that three losses. Who, who confirmed? Did like the league confirm that with you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I was making so my we're graphics, basing I it off reject. points difference. And the Trojans get to play the Craig Evan twice. Yeah, they did only score seven Hold on, this is fucking horseshit. I'm just hearing this for the first time now. So, no matter what, <laughs> if, got a if, if we beat the Trojans and we both are four and four, it's going to come down to points difference on who gets the fourth place spot, not the head-to-head. Yeah. What kind of a fucking clown league are we in? Like, what? That's, that's a disaster. <laughs> that's how it's done. Based on, even though we beat them one-on-one and we have the same record, they get to go ahead of us because they beat the shit out of Craig Evan twice. Well, they actually didn't. They, like, well, they didn't, yeah. They only time. got seven points on them last time, so. That's ridiculous, though. That's mm-hmm. how, actually how the league is done. Yeah, this year, anyway. Yep. Oh, that's, that's a disaster. All right, I, I didn't know that, to be honest. I thought it was like head-to-head matchup that actually mattered. I didn't know points <laughs> in what actually counted. Well, look, I, I think you're right, Finn. I, that makes the most sense to me. You want you want the most com- competition. Who's the better team? Especially... Who won the game that they played between each other? Yeah. And if it's and two you... games, you play the you add the aggregate. Like what? Yeah, what and are as, talking as about? you it's said, especially when we're not all playing the same schedule, or or at least the guys in the Premier Division aren't aren't playing the same schedule. It seems a little mm-hmm. bit biased if you, if you end up with a, a slightly easier schedule, especially when there's such an such an obvious alternative in that head to head 
competition, yeah, given that exactly. most people will play each other once. So yeah, I think I, I have to say I'm with you there. I don't, I don't really. In every other that. actual league, it's done by head to head, and if you play the team twice, you just add. This, it's like an away leg of a soccer match. Like you just play home and away, and you add the scores together, and then with the combined higher score is the winner of the head to head. If you tie, you go one one and one. So like AFI or whatever, like fucking fix your league, man. <laughs> That's definitely so, that's, something to bring up over the over the off season. I have to that's say, that's horrendous. I, I actually didn't yeah. even consider that being a possibility. That's ridiculous. But anyway, man. you learn something yeah. new every day. Something, <laughs> something <laughs> with AFI will disappoint you every fucking day. Well, look, there we go. With this <laughs> bombshell exclusive now on the on the center podcast. There's plenty more to come. I tell you, I'm a fucking few people deserve to get. I can already uh, see the messages from Aiden Maguire coming through here now. <laughs> <laughs> We're lucky this isn't the live show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If this stream, if this stream goes down, hours. we know exactly what's happened. Well, look, it's not as if we're going to edit any of this anyway. It's all Absolutely going out not. as yeah. is, so <laughs> don't worry about that. Now you just have me worried because I'm looking at air uh, points differential now, Fionn, and we're a good bit behind Trinity. Yeah, so if it, we want to try and get league, that right, everyone makes the playoff. I don't think we have to I was going to say, I, I it depends on how... That's horseshit. But like, no, hold on, hold on. I'm not talking about keep... making the playoffs. I'm talking about who we're going to have to play in the playoffs. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah. But Sorry, I mean, it hasn't, gonna say it hasn't just, gone particularly well for us in the regular season, Dara. So I think we're going to have to put a in chance, a mighty performance. There's a chance that like a team goes winless and still makes the like still make wins the ball. Sure, but in fairness, <laughs> yeah, the these guys, on, these guys right here. <laughs> at the end of the day, like we're, it, it doesn't make sense for the guys outside the league, but we're in that league. Do you know what I mean? And we're we're just trying to play as much football as possible. Uh, it does make sense to have a like it's more enjoyable Ooh. to have that playoff system. And if there's only four teams, there's only four teams, so it may like end up the third, fourth place playoff not make more sense. And then it, could, it would, yeah, yeah, certainly. I think that's. But I mean, we want to we want to have the chance to play competitive. I don't mean to be disrespectful you know, now, but an 0 and 8 team should not win the ball. <laughs> well, if well in winners, fairness, an 0 and 8 team yeah. probably wouldn't win the ball, but like, yeah, we'll, see. we'll certainly give it a go. Well, <laughs> I actually it, think, you know, to be fair, we'd have to be at least 1 and 7 because you're gonna have to win the ball. So, a 1 and 7 yeah. team, oh, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a six ball. game season, though, right? So, you, you'd be. It's a six oh, game six, season. Seven, yeah. One and, and then, six going to the ball. Yeah. One, yeah. So one and Sheffield are tuning and... up. <laughs> um, Speaking of useless teams, first against for fourth. <laughs> yeah, be first against fourth, second against third in the semi final. And then obviously the two winners go into the bowl, but then the two losers also play for a third, fourth place playoff. So that means every team gets eight games. That's that's mm-hmm. the way they, they oh, made okay, it up yeah. this year. Mm. I, yeah, I, think I do have a confession yeah. to make, actually, because I don't know if you know this, but uh, my housemate is Owen Mulligan. He's actually your guy's starting corner uh, at the moment. Um, yes. So I actually know, know yeah. him well. So I've actually been secretly like the Pirates' biggest supporter this season. I've been getting the rundown. <laughs> I've been following all your games. Like yeah. I don't know what's happening in the, 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 the Division 1. I just kind of root for the for UL and hope that they win. But for Division 2, I'm like deep invested. I know it. all the good teams. <laughs> I know the other, the other teams, good players and stuff. So I've uh, been following them. Yeah, Owen's Owen, been a pretty good corner now this year for us. Man. Pretty good corner. He Unfortunately, he on Sunday, this he? fella, he's my. No, he's that was reasonably sized, Luke. He's one of my best friends from primary school, right? And I told him, 
this year, I was like, I'm, I live with him. So I was like, I'm joining the Panthers. You should too. We need players. We have no players. He's like, no, man. Join the Pirates. Like, you have to, <laughs> you have to train your scumbag. Like, he definitely join the, the, the Panthers with me. But, like, no, he decided to play with you guys instead. So, I don't know what you guys are bribing him with. Well, hold on. Well, Why he, did he, you he join the Pirates with games. him? Why did you join the Pirates with him? Uh, I mean, like, again, uh, my... Uh, <laughs> he has no <laughs> good answer for that, Darren. No, he doesn't. <laughs> he's trying to He's trying to say in the nicest way possible, he's a shite no. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I can think of, Darren, is that their, their gear is nicer. I think that's the only reason anyone would join the Panthers over the Pirates. I do. Oh, I do like the nice gold gear. helmet, navy, jersey combo. I, I am a big fan of that, I must admit. I am a big fan of that. Um, but look, I don't. I we went completely off track there with putting the bombshell on on Finn there about how the league's gonna work, and then uh, then talking about his housemate who chose the right team in the end to play for, and uh, then so <laughs> let's uh, let's let's move it over to a little bit about AFI redesign though. Um, now for anyone that didn't catch. Or that caught the, the podcast with the lads from the Talking Balls last week, uh, or last night, I should say. Um, you spoke a little bit about why you set this up and everything. And um, obviously, you we were very lucky that you came down to our game against the, the Giants and filmed it there. Got some really, really great footage. Not so thrilled at the fact that not so thrilled that your play of the week was me trying to chase down a quarterback that I couldn't catch. But you know we'll we'll live with that anyway. And I know you try to get a different play where you <laughs> there was another play that uh, I was thinking about using, and you can just hear one of the pirates players. I don't know who it was, but somebody just turned to me after they missed the tackle and went, "Delete that, delete that." <laughs> Are you sure it wasn't me? We're we're always it could have been always you, got but... a PR guy. We've always got a PR guy around somewhere. Sure. He's doing a lot of deleting this season, unfortunately. But hopefully, in the next couple of games, we can uh, we can turn it around. Oh, <laughs> but no, it, it's been it's I've been absolutely fantastic. I'm sure you, you've had sort of teams wanting to obviously have you down to to record games or. You know, simultaneously, opposition teams looking to get game footage and stuff like that too. And but have you, how have you felt the response has been? Sort of this has it been positive with the the game coverage and and, and obviously showcasing the the game more. Yeah, no, it's it's been brilliant. Like, like yeah, the the first week the UCD Rebels game that post was like for ages my like top performing post by. A, significant margin um and all the game of the week ones have done done well i mean i know when i go and do like a division one or a division two game they do kind of like not get as many views especially if i forget to post them for like two weeks which is uh you know sorry to trinity and the eagles for that but um yeah, no, they've been doing really well uh the only kind of negative feedback i was getting was about the uh robot commentator woman that i had um so she's got the sack um, <laughs> uh, yeah yeah she, she was handling her p45 there and um yeah we're 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 sort of changing the format now we're we're trying to do two cameras at games it might not be as frequent because look nobody wants to see other than us obviously nobody wants to see eight panthers games um 
so yeah we're 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 i'm not doing all the panties i'm trying to do some like some more kind of division one division two make sure everybody kind of gets a, a fair shot at it and um, mm-hmm. give as many teams uh, a go as i can but also try and keep them yeah. the excitement of important games so yeah no it's, yeah, it's, been, it's been really positive yeah and we spoke a little, you know, outside of, of the show here a little bit about it too, and the the changes that you've made, starting with the most recent video too, which I have to yeah. say the sort of score graphics and everything you do, sort of, you know, going off the Fox way of doing NFL stuff is a really, really good touch. I love that. That was, um, I have to give all credit to that, uh, to my dad. He he did that himself. Now. Um, he comes along and does the second camera for me. So a um, big shout out to him. Oh, brilliant. Well, shout out to Onstad on the fantastic <laughs> graphics and the fact that he's an extra cameraman now as well. So yeah. it, it's got, it, is it a little tough to tell him, you know, you did shite recording that shot you need to do better or did you sort of just let it slide under the, the car? His the recording's camera. better than mine. <laughs> I was looking at my footage. He came along to the, the Trinity uh, Eagles game a few weeks back. And I was looking at the footage afterwards. I was like, I, I'm useless at this. <laughs> what have I been doing? Um, yeah, no, he was. He's kind of been doing them like more zoomed in because his his phone has a better camera than mine does. So he he does them more zoomed in and still gets a, as high a quality image. So yeah, his looks a lot better. Um, and he's got a steadier hand as well. I need like a little selfie stick thing to you need to lay off. Make sure screen. I do it properly. <laughs> Well, I have to say, on it's been it's been really cool to see, and it's it's part of this wave that we've had with the with the podcast. As much as Finn has his uh, his reservations about some of them <laughs> and their analytical prowess, but it's it's been cool to see a, a kind of a community and an ecosystem build around the league a little yeah. bit. And I think yeah. you guys you guys in the AFI redesigns are are playing a great part. As like you said, uh, look, the the best football has been pre- played in the in the Premier Division. I don't think anyone denies that, but I think what's really, really good is getting just a little bit of even just brand recognition or some of the names to come out of Division One and Division Two. Because as you as you mentioned, Finn, even just knowing a guy like having your your roommate and your buddy there playing for the Pirates, all of a sudden mm-hmm. it gives you a reason to even have a look at the score or keep track of what's going on. And I think the more the more people we have and the more interest we have of the league as a whole, like I think it's mm-hmm. going to feel more cohesive. The, the, and the football is going to benefit from that, right? As people see yeah. the product, whether it's the athletes, of course, might tend to, to rise towards the top. But I think that the sport itself can grow all the way from the bottom up. And, yeah. and you're helping a lot, I think, by showcasing the teams throughout the league. Yeah, that, that's that's the goal is just get a, as many teams on as I can. Like, look, I, I, don't, I don't drive. I live in the middle of nowhere, like... I'm like North Kildare, so I, I am limited as to where I can go. So some teams will be on multiple times, but yeah, we're we're trying to get on as many teams as we can. Just kind of advertise as many of them, because you know, I, we all just kind of want the sport to grow and become more competitive as a result. So yeah, can I just say one thing on your point there, Fiona? And I absolutely agree. Um, that like one of the main things that I think all of you um Owen yourself. Um, you, the two boys, like your podcast, and even the the uh, talking balls lads. Unfortunately, and um, one thing I think y'all are doing a great job of is like a just 
getting the fact that football is played in Ireland at like a fairly high level is is like getting it out to public and getting people to see that. But also, especially Owen yourself, like having video footage of a game uh, and being able to show like, oh, this is this is this such and such team they play in this league, or whatever, and then showing the public. I think like there's so many there's such value in that that like just seeing people. And if, if someone on, on social media scroll they might say, hey, like this guy looks just like me and he plays football. I've always had an interest in this. Yeah. I didn't know this football here. Now I see it. And like, it just breaks that barrier of like, oh, I wouldn't be interested in that now. It seems very rough. Like, but then you see it on, on, on Instagram. And you're like, oh, I could probably do that. And like, see, these guys seem like nice people. And like, I just think there's something there that like breaking that barrier and like actually showing people football being played here. It just means that like so many more people are going to be interested in like just getting eyes on, on football here. It just like takes away this like, I don't know. Hesitancy to for people to actually join because you hear so many stories of people being like, "Oh, I got the game," and then I realized that there was actually football being played in Ireland. Like they don't even know. But now we're like, yeah. with what you guys are doing, like you're really showing that that like it's out there. More people are going to find it because of it. And again, you're just like breaking down the barrier, of, like being intimidated or something. That like it just makes it easier for people to make the next step and actually show up at a train. So like, mm-hmm. props to you all. So yeah, good and, job. And it doesn't matter what it doesn't matter what league you're playing or what team you're playing. Like it's always cool to be on somebody's highlight reel do you know what i mean a little clip yeah, of the game exactly. and for your play to make it in there that's that's always cool and it's always an extra little yeah. thing that you don't you don't get in and look we're still a small country and the league is growing so i like you said finna it just all feeds into itself and it's gonna it's gonna breed participation and participation breeds growth mm-hmm. and quality and and all the other stuff that comes with it and i, I, look, I'm I sure don't want to take credit for you know the improvement in, in the football but there are guys who are starting to make huge plays and then pointing at the camera. And <laughs> I make a play. Play. Well, we, be, we better keep that down. The, the AFI don't like celebrating or trash talk or any kind true, of showing true. emotion on a pitch. So uh, <laughs> that, that might be added into the subclause now coming into next season. <laughs> Forget about your head-to-head fairness. We just don't want lads yeah. celebrating touchdowns. That's that's a step too far. <laughs> Uh, yeah just god forbid god forbid when people get sacks as well you got to stand up straight away and get back into the play like no you can't you can't uh can't celebrate (laughs) i think uh there was one one of our lads uh fiona i don't know if you saw bren on sunday Mm. he got a sack against uh obviously against against the eagles and he like leapt up he got pulled up and he's a big lad now. He's a big guy, big tall guy. He leapt up. He went about maybe three, four feet in the air when he leapt up to, to celebrate the sack. And I saw the referee start to pull the hand down for that flag and he was thinking about it. And I just, he's just happy he got a sack. Like, he's just happy he just made a tackle in the backfield to help the team. Why? Why is this a flaggable offense? Why is this a big no no in the league? Yeah. Let the guy enjoy his moment. Uh, look, I think it, it comes down as well. Look, there's plenty of teams that are 40 points up that I've seen, especially during the refing games, that all of a sudden become very chirpy, that they're not the same chirpiness when it's nil all or 7-0 at the start. And I think that's kind of what the league is trying to make sure it doesn't happen too much, is lads getting a little too big for their boots at the end of a game and, and frustrations boiling over, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But... um. Yeah, let's um let's move on. There there was a part that we want to speak about. Um, and this is obviously it's obviously been great fun so far and having having the chat with you lads, but um we'd have to talk about a little few serious matters now in this one. And um I wanna go back to your game against the Rebels. 
um, a couple of weeks back. Obviously, it was a, a dominant win for the Rebels, but the sort of story of that game wasn't the the game itself. It was what was happening around the game, outside of the game. And, and obviously, Owen, unfortunately, yourself and your team were part of um, the people in, in, the, in the line of fire in that. And just... Can you take us back to that day and sort of, you know, we've heard rumors of what has happened and everything like that. And um, can you take us back to that day and sort of what was sort of going on to sort of led to the incident? And then if you want to talk about the incident yourself, you can, that's absolutely fine. Or if you don't want to, that's grand. But um, if you can sort of describe what happened that day. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we were, we were, what, like 15 players. On the field, there was me standing there, me high vis with the camera. Just, you know, the players are out there surviving. I'm just trying to take a few photos and videos for, for the lads. Um, and then over the, the pitch the Rebels play on for most of the year is kind of down the back of the rugby club. And there's only one sideline the fans can kind of stand on. So, it, like a bit of a hill and there were, you know, plenty of people standing there, Panthers and Rebels, but you know, mostly Rebels because they're a huge team. Um, and we were just, we were just kind of, I, I know I was just kind of taking photos or whatever. And then we could kind of hear in between one of the plays, um, somebody started shouting at one of our DNs that he was, he was shite and uh, he sucks, I think was the way he was phrasing it. Um, and he was bringing up the the uh, the Dublin Dragons, and he was calling us the Dragons rather than the Panthers. So, um, you know, most of us kind of just ignored him. And kind of, he's just he's been up in the bar down down the other end and had one too many, and you know, he's just causing a bit of trouble. Um, and the refs went over and they said, "Look, you're getting a warning for this. If this keeps happening." You know he's he's picking players out because he he's he pointed out the number of the player that he was telling sucked, um, and yeah the the, the refs kind of said look can't happen, you know, deal with it now or we'll have to give you a penalty, um, and that kind of seemed like it would be it, and then he he wasn't shouting the rest of the game, but he was talking the whole game and we couldn't hear it but anybody who had a Panthers anything on on that sideline was kind of going yeah he spent the rest of the game kind of going like quietly giving out and you know like just trying to go under the right hand there'd be Rebels players on the sideline who were kind of egging him on um, and look it was it wasn't ideal but it wasn't the end of the world. And then day after I was looking in the comment section of the Rebels post and there was a, a person who had gone down. It was the first ever game they'd, they'd gone to. And they were saying they had to leave after 10 minutes because they were, you know, they, they just didn't want to deal with this drunk guy shouting at them the whole time. Like he just, he just left a bad taste in the mouth and he left. And with that and the incident with myself, I kind of felt it had crossed a line that just 
it, it went against like my whole thing has been just promoting the the league, promoting the sport, and it just it went against all of that. And I just kind of felt I had to say something because I I'm on a crutch or was on a crutch that day. Um, I have a joint disability, so things move a lot more than they should move. So any you know visual uh, anybody watching can you know see me bending my fingers there there they go all the way back and you know most most of the joints do that and it'll just cause things to, to rip and tear all over the place so i was walking on a crutch and it's it's a long old hike back to the dressing rooms um so i'm walking off um you know still in the the high vis but wearing panthers gear as well and the rebels have this awful stairs thing that's like kind of made of mud and wood kind of keeping it in place um and look it works for rugby players but uh, it wasn't built for somebody hopping up a, on a crutch with so i was like holding onto the handle with one arm and i was you know using the crutch to push myself up with the, the other and i got about halfway up and then i could hear kind of laughter i was like oh must be one of the lads kind of having a giggle about you know how silly I must look going up this and I looked up and on the the balcony of the the clubhouse there's that that same fan uh just looking at me laughing and I was kind of I kind of gave him a bit of a puzzled look because you know I it's all right when it's one of your own players who knows kind of the situation but I was kind of why is why is he just laughing at me trying to get up the stairs and then he just shouted down you fucking cripple and i was kind of sitting there oh, for fuck's sake like this is like, i'm just i'm just here to take photos of the game like, please leave me alone and he just continued laughing and you know i just walked away well, not walked away hobbled away um and look like I've I've said like it wasn't like I was really upset by this myself, but it was kind of that if he did it to me, he can do it to any number of other people who will be more upset. So along with that and all the sideline abuse, I just thought, no, I can't let this run and still promote that team. Um like like I do with all the other teams and record their games and stuff. So I put up the post, just explain them what happened and say, look, I'm not going to be at another Rebels game until the issue is dealt with. And yeah, they're obviously they're favourites by a long way to be not only in the Shamrock Bowl, but win the Shamrock Bowl. So it's, yeah, it's a bit up in the air whether... I go down to the Shamrock Bowl now as well because, you know, it's like I don't know. It's just not 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 fun, you know. It, it, you have to go all the way down to Cork just to kind of be harassed by some drunk lads who thinks he's really funny, and it's just yeah. And then all the pretend uh, the pretend accounts, the the burner accounts on Instagram getting set up just to you know spam my comment section was interesting um 
to be fair they were they were gone fairly quickly the rebels dealt with that very quickly um mm-hmm. and look i i want to make sure i'm like the rebels team and a lot of the rebels players have reached out and they've said look this is not acceptable we don't want to that to be how people perceive us like we're you know we're in this kind of new era we're trying to change but there's these people who are still coming to the games who used to be with us who do stuff like that and we're, we're trying to deal with it and we'll deal with the matter internally and all and look i appreciate every single one of them for reaching out because you know they're i i did kind of expect to just tank in followers after that just from all the rebels people just kind of unfollow me but not that most of them were quite supportive other than the two or three lads who set up all the fake accounts to spam the comments and even the lads who did that like they, they don't mean too much harm like they're just trying to take the piss be funny but yeah that's that's kind of a situation yeah and look man it's very sorry that you have to go through that um, they had to go through it on that day. It should never happen um, on any football field for anyone just trying to help, especially just help grow the game and help try. And like we were just mentioning earlier on the thing, have just trying to record it and get video evidence out there of that, how the league is in this country and, and how it's coming up and stuff like that. And it just as I know you recorded at their first game against UCD. Um, yeah. And how was it that day? Was everybody cool that day with you, or um, especially um, on the Rebels' side? I know it was an away game for them, um, but um, everything seemed fine that day, though, did it? Yeah, the only kind of little issue I had was um, the Rebels' sideline had asked the referee for me to not stand on their sideline because they didn't want me recording like what their coaches were saying, which is... You know, I think because it was the first week and nobody kind of knew really what the whole game of the week thing was supposed to be, that was just, you know, them being cautious about it, which is not fine. But that, that was the only kind of issue I had. Like, there's a number of players on that team that have played for us and that have, like, nothing but respect for. And, like, just, you know, I was at the game and I was shaking hands and, you know, them, but yeah, it was just. I think what what was said to me was the person who was on the sideline, you know, do, doing all the, the shouting and the abusing, was a member of the Dublin Dragons in its early days and then went off and helped set up the rebels or just joined the rebels. I'm, I'm not exactly sure, but I think he obviously just has some sort of issue with the Panthers now because we are the descendants of the dragons, I suppose. And yeah. 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 And like that, it's uh, in any sort of positive light, we can sort of put it in. I'm not trying to purposely make it in a positive light, obviously, because it was a, a not a good day. It was not a terrible thing, especially to happen to you. But it wasn't personally sort of directed at you guys. It seems as though he, this person in question, it's it's more of a theme team thing. If that's what you're saying, it was a dragon sort of rebel. Yeah, sort of I think thing he. Was, yeah. yeah, he just wanted to kind of piss off as many people on the team as he could, kind of thing. I'd say he was shouting at a few of the lads. Um, 
while they were on their way up the stairs I and I just happened to to be on a crutch so we we came out with mm-hmm. that but you know that's yeah that's a step too far and from you suck and this is the thing as well that that I want to ask too because yourself and the AFI or the IAF whatever they're called now memes page they (laughs) made a a conscious decision to sort of promote that what was happening on that day to try and make sure that there was some consequences to the action um and look fair play to yourself and 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 um the the guys that run that page over there that they did do that and I think it's right that this sort of stuff is called out and it wasn't swept uh, under the carpet. Obviously, the, the Rebels came out with a statement after, I think it was the Monday or Tuesday after the game, addressing it. Um, we, as a show, reached out to the Rebels as well um, um, in preparation for this interview. Um, we, we wanted to see if they wanted to say anything more. We got a short statement from them. They just said the, the league, uh, conducted an investigation as a club we stand by our um, constitution and by our statement following the incident it has been dealt with internally we have also reached out to the league unfortunately we haven't heard anything back just yet um, if the league do get back to us after this video is released we will release that statement and and, and um, put it on our social medias but um, have you been sort of satisfied I know you mentioned that You've been in contact with the rebels. They have told you that it's been uh, that they were investigating. You've been con- you have been in contact with the league yourself, own as well, and obviously with these new statements as well. Are, are you sort of happy with the sort of uh, investigation and, and and how this has been dealt with? Um, I don't know because you know I I appreciate that the rebels are saying that they've dealt with it, but. I haven't been told how they've dealt with it or, you know, what, what's happened there. And look, they're well within their rights not to tell me. That's their choice. But I I still won't be won't be attending a Rebels game if I'm not kind of sure that I'm not just going to be kind of harassed on the sideline while I'm there. Like um but yeah, I was talking to, to Aiden McGuire. Um, and himself and Aaron, who who kind of handles all that stuff with this and the uh, the Vipers incident, um, they're still kind of trying to deal with it, and you know, like they're 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 doing a good job from what I can see. Anyway, like he's he's been in contact, he's taken my side and everything, and um. You know, he's, he's taken every side into account, whereas from the, the Rebels' point of view, it did feel to me more like they just wanted to deal with it from more of a PR perspective rather than a dealing with it perspective. Because, I, I don't know, I just felt if you're really going to deal with it, you ask the, the person who it's happened to for their full story, because... Mm. You know, you can only put so much in your seven-slide Instagram post. Um, but, um, well, I think, yeah, I think, I think, Owen, it's a good point, especially given what we've been talking about only just earlier in the show. That as more of attention comes around the league, I think, uh, 
we have to be more proactive speaking as yes. a, a pirates player and look all the teams and and as you kind of alluded to in your in your statements there was that look the rebels acknowledge that they're trying to to progress their image and and to do things and and we can only assume that they are being active but i think it's just at, at the very least it's a good reminder to all the teams that as more attention comes to the league we need to be proactive we need to make sure we're on our game and that it's a welcoming place yeah. for for absolutely everyone to come and yeah. to come and have Very a look and, yeah. and watch the games. I want to I want to ask Finn a quick question because Finn, you've you've played in a lot of other leagues uh, around Europe and stuff. And the last time we were talking to you, you were even prepping for for a combine and stuff. What do you see? Is there anything that stands out to you that you'd like to see uh, implemented in AFI in the structure of? either at the at the team level or at the league level and of course look we, we can go into the how how tiebreakers are decided and all that stuff but <laughs> is there any is there any really nice idea that you've seen in some other leagues that you feel like would be would really benefit the the league here in Ireland and, and maybe help growth in, in some aspect real quick just gonna say one note on that um since we're on the topic of making mistakes and then apologizing for them <laughs> as per the league's bylaws, <clears throat> um, it does do points it, points difference in the head-to-head game. So your head-to-head is what actually decides the tiebreaker and not your overall points difference. So okay, okay. Like right the whole time that, is what you're trying to say. Such a pain in the arse. I have been mentioning this. I have been mentioning the, the every time you put up that graphic, I mentioned them saying this is wrong. It should be done by head to head. So point difference doesn't matter. It's just the head to head points difference matters. That's, which that's is basically just what I was the game. told. Um, so anyway, uh, apologize to Aiden McGuire. I think I said a mean thing about his league, but it's a great league. It's a uh, ran very recently, um, and I should just trust better. I should get better sources to be honest. Owen. Um, so your question was: Is there anything you could apply um, from other leagues? And you don't mean just in a discipline; you mean in any facet. Or... Any? Is there things you've seen on your travels that you go? This is. I. F- I really feel like the Irish league needs to bring this in quickly, and it would help growth in, the, uh, in, in this country. Number okay, two. Let me think. Two things that come off the top of my head straight away. Number one, mandatory share film. Mandatory share film. And mm-hmm. to be fair, uh, give credit while credit's you. I have dealt with a good few teams in the league this year to try to get film. And only one team that I've had to deal with has refused to give me film. So every other team has been cooperative, which is a huge step. I won't say which team it is, but take one guess. And I'm sure you'll get it. Um, and, and I've asked them three I'm times. I'm sorry too, we so didn't give you, but you don't play us, can, so why would I, I not can, give you? I can, yeah, no, no, it's not you guys. I'm talking just talking to <laughs> you. And, uh, everyone knows what I'm talking about. Every single person who's in the league knows exactly what I'm talking about who don't share film, so they all know. And that's the biggest thing. It's like sharing film. If you're scared to share film, like you're, you're such a, you're, it's not a good for the sport. What you want to do is you want to grow football in Ireland. What grows football in Ireland is that if every single team can see everyone, what everyone else is doing, we can all see what works. We can all see what doesn't work. We can all align ourselves with the good players and good football and like move the league forward as a whole. Uh, and with that, you can always be unique. You can always do things better. You can always do things different. Like it just means it's just the level of football gets increased. And it's so simple by like every team being on huddle and just sharing. Like literally in the time that Owen was talking about, uh, just what he was talking about there, uh, the Cork Admirals agreed to, to swap film with me. So like, that's as simple as it took one DM on Instagram and now I have film from them. So like, that's perfect from like, they're, they're very cooperative. That's the number one. Number two, and it's a bit more of a stretch because, like, that's so easy. Just, just share film. We all look at film. We all record our games. Just record, especially the top level, make it mandatory. Number two is, and this is more of a stretch, like I said, 
at the top level, implementing like a mandatory that if you're a, a SBC team, you have to have a youth team. Um, mm. I think youth is the future. I think the fact that teams now like Cork are a great example. We're a great example. Um, I know I'm forgetting all the teams that have youth. I think the Trojans have one as well. Um, but teams that have youth players and the Crusaders, like you're saying, like anything that has youth play has a youth team that's had one for a while. Like Cork have won four national championships in a row at the youth level. Now all of a sudden they have four or five, six guys in their senior team that came from their youth and they're ballers from day one. Like we have the same. We have we have a core of I think it's six, maybe seven youth guys that if we didn't have them yes. from five years ago to, to develop now, we wouldn't have a team. We would have folded. Like, but we have a center, a guard, a receiver, a corner, uh, a running back. Um, like all these guys who are just like I'm, I'm sure I'm forgetting more. If I'm forgetting anyone, like I'm sorry, but like we have a lot of guys that are, are coming through. Well, you're a DB, it counts. Um, <laughs> if you're like <laughs> having having these guys come into the team and like provide like a youthful insurgents, but also like quality football players that have played football for four years and they're only 18, like that just changes the game. So I think that would be one change that it's a bit of a stretch and probably takes a bit like a lot of planning that to be an SBC team you have to have a youth team, um. And then also just sharing film would make things so much better from the quality of football perspective. Uh, like it's ridiculous. We don't do it anyway. But yeah, those are my two bits. Yeah. Huge sticks. I will, funny that, I will funny say that you mentioned on, the, on the, the youth football, I think almost every team in the SBC has said they will set up a youth team or has already got a youth team. So you've got us, the Admirals, the two Belfast teams, uh, the Rebels have only recently announced that they'll set one up. The Minotaurs are setting up again. Uh, they have a really successful youth team down there. Like most of their starters played on their original youth team. I mean, Joe Kinnan being you know the, the most notable one, I suppose. Uh, he's been playing there since he was about three years old, by the sounds of things. But uh, <laughs> um, then, yeah, I think. A lot of a lot of teams have had youth teams in the past as well that could theoretically set ones back up. I mean, the the Jets have had one, and I think they could do with another one to to bring some more quality into that squad. Um, I know the Mavericks had one in twenty nineteen. I think they uh, they beat us to third place because we had to forfeit that game, as far as I remember. Um, uh, am I forgetting anyone? The Crusaders have one as well, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. They had their incident with players being too old. Uh, no, I think they lied about their age or something. And those, yeah, they're they're back now. So uh, assuming they're all under eighteen, they they'll be good. Because if you live in that kind of area, there's there's no team really to go to. Like I know if I was joining the youth team now, it, I'd be going to the Crusaders because. I'm not going near Tala if, if I'm living where I am. Um, so, yeah, no, you yeah. are seeing a lot of U teams pop up. Um, and, yeah, the Admirals will hopefully be uh, slowed down now in the next few years. I know the the last year that I was on the U team, we uh, we gave them a really good fight in the, the championship game. They beat us 6-0 in the end, so... You know, we're we're slowly getting back uh, towards them, and I know the rebels will be strong. Uh, the Trojans have looked good. The Knights have looked good. So it, it is really starting to progress in the youth leagues, and it's it's great to see. And 
uh, I, yeah, what Finn said, it, like it should be mandatory. I think the Cowboys are the only the Cowboys and UCD are the only teams that haven't committed to one in the Premier Division, and I don't know yeah. how UCD like. I don't think they can. can to be I honest, know, I don't think they really can. I know. I said this to somebody, and they said, "Well, they do have under eighteen uh, soccer teams. Like they've got their." Mm-hmm team that plays in the, the League of Ireland and they've got loads of like, I think it goes down to under 14. So, yeah. You know, it is it is much better funded over there for the, the football, but you know, if they worked it out with the football, I'm sure there is something they could do, but yeah, between them and UL and I mean, Trinity, uh, that's kind of, they're kind of the only three teams that I'd give a complete pass to for having a youth team. <laughs> Um, you're you're right. You're totally right about the U team. We have to, uh, actually you have to do show. I know Finn, you said it as well, but your center Robert Marr um, mm-hmm. helps out with the show here as well. He's kind of he goes under the radar. He doesn't like the spotlight, so I have to give him a shout out. He does help out with some stuff on the show. Um, obviously came from your U team and he's playing now at the moment. Um, playing very well. Actually, also, yeah. yeah, playing very well. A few times I've seen uh, he has played very well. Um, also, shout out to the Trojans because, like you mentioned, they have their youth team, but even one of their youth guys, Lopez Sanuzi, um, yeah. played in, for the youth team for a number of years, played one season or even just half a season with the Trojans last year, and he's over now at the NFL Academy. And that's how important it is to start as young as they can in the youth league and stuff, get yeah. the, the basics down and start working on this to give the, the chance of getting more and more Irish players, if not into the NFL Academies, then hopefully to that time where they can go abroad, start making money from playing the game and who knows, get a few more in the NFL itself. But let's, we're, we're going to wrap up this edition here soon. I want to just get your predictions for this weekend. Um, Owen, I have a bone to pick with you, obviously, when we get to the last <laughs> of the weekend. Um, but we'll start in the Premier Division and hey, let's start with the... Uh, team that matters in the Premier Division this week and that is the South Dublin Panthers at home against the Greg Abden Cowboys up there in um, the our sport campus in Blanchestown um, lads what, what are you thinking ahead of the game I'll let Finn go first and then copy his answer <laughs> uh, yeah I think um, I'll, get, I'll take my advice from AO from last week, and I'll just say we're not going to make a selection. Um, it's just tempting fate, so we're going to come out and try to compete, and I'm sure the Cowboys are going to do the same, and we'll see Monday that morning. That curse doesn't work here. Don't worry about that. You can make predictions. That curse uh, I'm not playing with you. Hey, listen, I'm not playing with it, man. Wins are hard to come by. I'm not doing <laughs> yeah, balls last night. I, they, I said the same thing, and then they went, no, 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 I, we're banning this. You have to make a prediction. You have to make a prediction. Listen, I don't worry about their predictions, man. Whatever they are telling you up there, they can <laughs> they do that. Like, is they had one pick for the Panthers until now, so I, I don't I don't like turn coats in my DMs. <laughs> I want people who are loyal. <laughs> they haven't picked this all season. Now they think it's going to Craig Evan. Like, all right, sound. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I hold any grudges or anything, but like you know. <laughs> no. Not all. Fionn, who are you going for this weekend? Uh, Be careful, well, look, obviously, because... Yeah, I'll say it if the lads won't say it. And look, the Pirates are a little bit in the same boat, so we're allowed to say this, but Craig Avon are the whipping boys of, division, of the Premier Division at the moment. 
Uh, the Panthers have been improving since the start of the season. And as the lads have alluded to, they might be low on numbers, but they've got a high quality in those numbers. I'm going to take the Panthers to win this game. Yeah, agree. Agree with everything that you're saying there. Um, to be fair, Craig Evan have been getting better. Like, they, yeah, they have. They, really they have. Oh, look, the beginning, and they're, they're, they were competitive yeah. against, was it Cork? Like, 20, six, 28 to 6 or something last last time? Yeah. Like they, they're, they, they're getting better, too. I know Craig Evan is playing that game. He did, yeah. So that helps. But like, listen, I, I think you guys know the struggle. We know the struggle. A- any team that like you start out with a big loss or something, and then everyone in AFI just writes you off. Like, I hate yeah. that. So I, the Cowboys are going to come out. And they're going to be a competitive team. Like, they're getting better as well. Like, I think it's not fair just to say that they're they were the whipping boys. I think they're trying to fight back towards the end of the season. But like, yeah, still, I think everything else you said was yeah seems legit. and i think <laughs> now that they've heard that there's potential that the Minotaurs get a points deduction. They're probably looking at the Minotaur schedule going, hang on, if we get a win here, we could stay up. Oh, we haven't heard what? this. Can you Hold elaborate? Oh, yeah. sorry. This is just me, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. 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 You were oh, dropping okay. bombs um, last night about Trinity and now you're dropping bombs about... I said this on the podcast last night as well. Um, yeah, the Minotaurs filled in as referees, the TPOs, like, for the Rhinos one of the weeks. And the Rhinos were supposed to fill in for them the next time the Minotaurs were supposed to ref, which was against, which was the Trojans-Admirals game. But the Trojans-Admirals game got moved from Sunday to Saturday when the Rhinos were also playing. So nobody noticed. And then at 10 o'clock the night before, the Department of Officiating sends an email to the Minotaurs going... Lads, you still need to referee this game. And so harsh. Man. They didn't open it until like one o'clock the next day. Oh, you dig you gave someone a dig out and now we're fucking you. Thanks very much, yeah. lads. Yeah. Yeah. I like I think it's gone to appeal and they've like submitted like six pieces of evidence or hey, something. Take that take that to the European arbitration for sports yeah. sports. That's that's outrageous. I, yeah, I would not be happy with a point still. Six your league, man. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, no, I know I was talking to Joe Kinahan and he was saying that it's not even from a points deduction standpoint that they want to clear this up. It's more their reputation that mm. they're not happy about because they don't want to be seen as a team that just doesn't show up. Because I know, I mean, Joe Kinahan gave me a lift to that first game, the Rebels and UCD game, because he was refereeing at it. And like to be fair like it, it is it is unfair to do any damage to their reputation because the league didn't text them until what like 10 o'clock at night when they had to referee the next day um yeah, so yeah it's uh an unfortunate situation now i'd say it gets cleared <laughs> up but i'd say craig Avon are sitting there going if it doesn't get cleared up and we find a win somewhere that's that's us possibly staying up in the division. So give them some extra motivation. Yep. But in the head to head, the Minotaurs have it. The head to head or points? But, I'm so confused points, now. The, the points, points with deduction will mean the Minotaurs will be on one point. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because they've only got oh, the one win. So if Craig Avon get a win, they'll be on two points. Yeah. Now, obviously, the Minotaurs could win another game and then it probably wouldn't matter. Um, but yeah, also, who who did Craig Evans? Did they play the Knights? Maybe uh, the Trojans they... fourteen times, Finn. 
Yeah, they played the Trojans again. Like, yeah, man, they played the Trojans again, who they did only lose 7 0 to. So, you know. Um, they still have to play the Knights at home. That um, might be what they have to play the, the Trojans. We never actually stood away. Up for that game away. The Knights are a very, very good team. Um, they're they're hugely underrated because of the results they've been getting, but they're actually a very, very good quality team. Great lads, too. I'd like to point out just because we never had to say it. I like, want to say one thing about Sunday. Uh, a, the Knights, cra- crazy physical team, but they're absolute gents. Like, it was a pleasure playing them. Like, in between the in between the whistles, like, they're they will absolutely destroy you. Yeah. But, like, after the whistle, they pick you up right out. Like, they're very sound. Um, and the second Even... thing is that it was one of the first games I played in, in, in Ireland where the refs were a non factor. Like, they were really, really yeah. good. Um, I mean, I think the Knights might say they had a few bad calls, but like, from my perspective, anyway the game was so smooth it was so quick there was never any big controversies no huddles it was like all bang bang in and out everything was fairly fairly good calls you know they missed some but they're human so it was actually it was well well refed so to be fair plus one rest even even between the whistles the knights like you know they do they they talk their shit and they they hit hard but our player one of our players went down on the kickoff and two knights players helped them off the field, like, no questions asked, like, just straight away helped them off the field. And, you know, that weren't worried about going back and playing football. They were just making sure they got him and got him to the sideline, got him sat down comfortably. So that, you know, that that's it. They're, they're, they're real sound lads, and they were very welcoming when I went down to watch the Minotaurs Knights game as well. So, yeah, shout out to the yeah. Knights. Perfect. Um, let's uh, let's move on then to the second game in the Premier Division. That is the Minotaurs Taurus that we just spoke about at home to the Belfast Trojans. The Belfast Trojans last year did not travel well at all, losing all four of their away games. They have beaten Greg Avon away from home this year, um, only by I think it was what seven nil or something like that. Seven That's nil, how it yeah. finished. Um, so uh, I'll start with Owen. You first. Uh, who have you got in this game? Um. I I don't think like, I know. There's a lot of kind of oh the the Trojans are gonna go walk straight through the Minotaurs here and but like I, I think if the Minotaurs have their full strength squad, they can perform on the day and they can put up a good fight. I know they do have a few injuries. I I don't know how bad or it is, but. I think the Trojans probably do win, but not by like like I'm not. It's it's not going to be a blowout like a lot of people seem to be saying. So yeah, Trojans win by a few. Um, I like the I like Westmead, but uh, yeah, I think the Trojans are going to win. I think they actually do a bit of damage. Um, I think up front is where the big difference is. I think the old the O line of the Trojans is pretty pretty good like they're they're very well coached um and i think they're also kind of on that like upward trend of they've had like a rough start to the beginning of the year so they might have got kind of a bad rep or a bad stick from from people just from looking at the results but i think they're actually getting better every week uh, and they're just big as fuck so i think they will actually do a job on on the, the minotaurs um unless joe can go crazy and his skill guys and receivers can just make up for the fact that they're just undersized maybe but i think I think the Trojans beat them. I think they beat them fairly handy. Um, unfortunately, although I like I like the West Mead guys, but it's just that's just my prediction. Yeah, I I think the Minotaurs. I agree with Finn here. I think the Minotaurs have 
are playing some good football, but they're just coming into that kind of sticky part of the season. It's obviously their first their first run up in the Premier Division, so there's a little bit of a learning curve that they need. Uh, and I like the narrative, right? I, I like the narrative of the Trojans and the Panthers coming together to try and, and battle it out for that for that final playoff spot. I think that breeds competitive football uh, throughout the season and that kind of push for the last playoff spot. So I think I'm going to take the Trojans here in this one. Okay. I'm going to go against you guys, and I'm actually going to go with the Minotaurs on this Ooh. one. Um, I think that... Um, the Minotaurs sort of had a false dawn with their obviously their big win in week one against the Cowboys. They were brought back down to earth the, the last few games now on what Premier Division football is like. Um, and I think they have got they've possibly maybe just getting the hang of it and starting maybe to get some some plays in place. Um I think that the Minotaurs might just have it. It's going to be a close game. Um, field goal, maybe touchdown in it. But I'm going to go with the Minotaurs to to sneak through on this one. Um, uh, and especially the fact that if there is, like you mentioned, Don, that if there is a point seduction, they know they're going to have to win, especially their home games. Um, and with not many left, I think that, that that's what they'll do. And I think they'll win this game just by a bit, just to help you guys out a little bit in your uh, in your playoff. Well. It actually doesn't help us at all because yeah. if they lose or if they win, the Trojans still play Kirk Evan again, so they'll they'll be on three wins playing yeah. us. So like it doesn't, it actually doesn't matter. But yeah, anyway, cheers, Dara. Yeah. <laughs> all right, you're welcome. Anytime. Anytime. <laughs> well, look, uh, let's let's move on to Division One. Uh, the Dublin Rhinos are going up against the juggernaut that is the Loud Mavericks. Um, it's been a little more difficult for the Rhinos um, in their first season back in Division 1 than they maybe anticipated. Um, they've lost three games this year, obviously two against the, the Vikings, which, you know, losing to the Vikings is is not is nothing yeah. to um, be disappointed about. But then losing that close game against the Crusaders last week was definitely a tough one. Um the Mavericks are absolutely steamrolling any team that comes near them this year. Um, sort of similar to the regular season in Division 2 last year as well, but they have got more numbers this year to, to, to help them with the run-in. So I think the, the Mavericks continue their run, um, and I think they're going to beat the Rhinos. Um, I don't think it'd be a trouncing. Like, they've had other teams the last few weeks. I, I do think the Rhinos are capable of putting up scores against them. Um, but I think the Mavericks to win this game. Uh, Fiona, I'll go with you on that one. Next one. You're on mute, buddy. <laughs> yeah, we've we've played the Mavericks before. They're a very good team. They know how to use the athletes that they have very effectively. Uh, I'm going to take the Mavericks in this one. All right, Finn? Mavericks going to beat that ass for sure. Um <laughs> Like they, the Mavericks clean like they beat the Crusaders. I thought that was gonna be a really close game, but then like the Mavericks just blew them out. I don't know what like I didn't see the game, so I don't really know. I saw the results, like, but that was shocking to me. And and the fact that then the Rhinos just lost uh to was it the Crusaders last week? Yeah, yeah. So like, oh man, there <laughs> it'll be a rinse and repeat for the Mavericks that just put up as many points as they want to, and then. Probably win with the duck egg on the other, other side of the board. Oh, I want, yeah. Um, 
I've seen the Rhinos play twice this season. I uh, I was at their game against the Razorbacks. And if they had that team to play, I think they can put up a fight. But I was also at the game against the Crusaders. And I watched their quarterback's collarbone snap in half. Um, <laughs> so they're currently without a quarterback and... <laughs> Going against a team that doesn't seem to know how to concede points and seems to know how to score a whole lot of them. Um, as much as I love the guys at the Rhinos, um, except uh, Paul Osford, he shouts at me when I referee. Um, <laughs> but, he, um, he does. He does shout at everyone, and he kicks babies apparently. So. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, no. As much as I love them, I I can't see them getting past the Mavericks or really putting up much of a fight. I, I do think the Mavericks take it quite handily. Yeah, see, I didn't know about the quarterback snapping his quarterback when I said they can put points on them. So maybe they won't put points on them. In <laughs> they uh, they did a few plays with. Um, one of their, I don't know if he's officially a receiver or running back, but um, Jeremy is his name. He does the socials for them. And they ran, they, they handed him the ball like 90% of the second half. And once he got moving, he was very difficult to stop. So if they can get him going, they can get points on the board. But, you know, he can't play every snap of the, the game. <laughs> and they have got other plays, but players, but, you know, if you haven't really got a guy to throw to them. No no disrespect to their, their backup quarterback, but I, I think his job is defensive end normally, so he's not quite used to throwing the ball as much. So, um, yeah, no, I I think they could put up a few points, but not not enough to really save themselves so lot. All right, then. Well, let's get on to the most important game of the weekend, and that is uh, Trinity against the North Dublin Pirates. Owen, I'm going to give you the opportunity to change your mind right here if you want to. And uh, go against your other prediction on the Talking Balls podcast um, and let me know who do you think is going to win. Right. Well, I, I've seen you both play. And, you know, the, you're both good teams. And I know Trinity are without a few players. Um, or well, allegedly, I mean, they started commenting on the talking balls uh, source. Trust me, bro. So maybe they're not without players, or maybe they're not folding, or maybe I don't know what's going on there. But um, it, I think, if Trinity show up with their squad, uh, you know, home field advantage as well. Um, I, I think they they win if that doesn't get me excommunicated from this podcast. <laughs> it just might. It just might. We'll oh, see okay. what happens on Sunday. <laughs> Finn, are you going this with is a to win? I know, I know Owen's not playing, but... This is what I've been... Yeah, he's been limping around the house all week. Um, this is... Uh, this has been my favourite. Like, I've been looking forward to this, right? Um, I think you guys got very unlucky against... Was it the Giants? That you, you like... I mean... Yeah. Seven, six, I heard the story seven, of the game. Eight, 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 eight,
Yeah, but like it sounded like he had the ball a lot and he just couldn't punch it in. And like they fucking scored on like the, the first, like one of their first drives, and like that was it. Um, so I think, um, I actually was gonna say you guys are gonna win ever since I heard the podcast that you guys did with the uh, the boys from Trinity. And your man was like, I play offensive line and I'm five nine and like 160 pounds. I was like, all right, like this doesn't add up. <laughs> I think, I think you guys yeah, win. that's um. And now that they're losing players too, uh, I think it's right around this part in the season when their team is going to fall apart as well. Um, and I know you guys are doing back-to-backs, which isn't great because you didn't get a chance to train during the week. But like, I think if you can just fucking figure something out on offense, score a few points, I don't think they'll be able to have any response. So I, I actually think you'll, you'll win. I think you should win. And if you don't win, it's on ye. Um, but yeah, I, I would back the Pirates, Pirates get this, this one done for sure. Yeah, I agree with Finn's analysis. I think the Pirates have been steadily improving. We've been becoming a lot more competitive. Uh, we just got to figure out how to put four quarters of good football together, which we haven't managed to do so far. And and when their offense gets hot, keep it hot and punch it in. I think that's going to be the key. But I actually do like the matchups that we have against Trinity. I do think we're certainly going to benefit uh, from some of the injuries that we do know about chatting with the boys. Uh, that's definitely going to help us out. We, you can't deny that some of their some of their top players are out injured, uh, and of course we have our own injuries. But we've we've got plenty of talent still still available. We've luckily been able to grow the squad quite a lot this season. So look, we're definitely got it marked. I think for we're we're due a win. We need a win. We don't definitely do not want to end this season without a win. So we're going to target this game and the next game, and and definitely. I think they're our best ch- shots so far. I mean, it's the last games left, so <laughs> there's, there's not much in-depth analysis into that. But yeah, I, I, I like the Pirates in this one. I, I think we can do it, and, I, and I'm going to put us down, obviously, uh, Pirates to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, just before we uh, we hopped on this, we actually had a, a defensive team meeting uh, just looking at Trinity and stuff like that, and I, I agree with you, and I think... We do sort of match up well against them in their areas. Um, and I think that, like like you're saying, Finn, it's on us. Um, we play our game. If we play, I, I, I know the scoreline, kind of saying the scoreline doesn't help. But if we play like we did against the Eagles for quarter one, three and four, if you forget the second quarter, we should do uh, we should do the job and we should uh, play well um, like that. Like you were mentioning, Fionn as well. There, there are a few injuries on their team. There's also injuries on their team, and um, that we're going to be missing some key pieces as well. Um, I know I, I don't want to upset on, so I say on. You are one of the key pieces, yeah. On a cornerback that's going to be missing, just to keep them happy there. Um, for that one for sure. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's it's gonna it's. I think. There's a few few things going around. I've spoken to a few people, and they've seen Trinity, um, and they think that should be a walkover. It's not going to be a walkover. They're still going to be competitive. They've had, I think it's four or five weeks off, and um, so they have been. They are going to be different from that game against the Eagles. They're going to have new things that they've been working on for four or five weeks that we haven't seen before. So we just have to be ready for that. But I'm always going to back us to to, to win. And I'm going to say uh, Pirates win in that game for sure. But look, listen, Owen, Finn. <laughs> Owen, Finn, I've taken too much of your time this evening. And Fiona as well, I've taken up too much of your time this evening. Really appreciate it, guys. Um, If 
there is anyone in the South Dublin region or wherever you guys are training these days interested in joining the Panthers, whether that's the youth team or the senior kid team, uh, how can they get in contact? Me? Me? You? Yeah. Me? <laughs> anybody. Um, anybody at all. Anybody yeah, at all. Yeah, um, yeah if, if you want to contact us through any of the socials, I mean, the, the Instagram is probably the easiest way to, to get in contact. And yeah, we'll, uh, we'll probably transfer you to, to the, the WhatsApp then if, if you're really interested. You come down and try, we train on Sundays at 11 o'clock. We start. Yeah, Sundays at 11 and Wednesdays at 8. Uh, and it's in Timon Park. Um, but definitely, I would say, if you're interested, just reach out. We're always looking for new players. Even if you just DM a player themselves individually, they'll point you in the right direction. We're always looking for new players. And like, we're not actually, it might seem intimidating. We're not actually that intimidating of a bunch. So just come down and, uh, and or just give a shout and we'll, we'll arrange you to come down for a training or something. Excellent stuff. Guys, Thanks so much for the time. Best of luck on Sunday and with the rest of the season. And on you too. Uh, best of luck with the rest of the year for with AFI Redesign. You're doing some fantastic work and long. Thank you. May continue. And that's where we're going to wrap up this edition of the show. Fiona, as always, thank you so much. Thank you. Make sure you're following us at UndercenterPod, Instagram, and Twitter. That's where you'll find us. Undercenter Podcast on YouTube. Make sure you're subscribed if you are watching us on YouTube now like this video make sure you're subscribed to the channel and comment underneath and let us know who you think is going to win and the games this weekend and where do you think Owen got it wrong with obviously taking trinity Uh, (laughs) but until next time that is all we have for you so stay safe and we'll see you soon